Welcome to Up the Blues, the Waterford FC podcast. My name's Adam Lundy. I'm joined as always by Martin Cullerton and Evan Cullerton. Lads, how are we getting on? Good, yeah. A bit better than last week, I suppose. Barely, but good. <laughs> Can't complain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely get into the nitty gritty uh, of, of the weekend's result anyway. Um, obviously, a good result, you know, on paper. We'll talk mm. a little bit about the performance and the. I definitely want mm-hmm. to talk a bit about the reaction to the performance. Um, I found I found this incredibly interesting. Mm. Uh, the the sort of fan reaction to the performance. I definitely want to talk a little bit about that. Um, we'll go around the league as well because there's a there's a couple of mad results. Uh, yeah, in the league yeah. that will we'll sort of give a shout out to one in um, particular. Yeah, one in particular, really. <laughs> just ah, look, we saw. I think it's, it's, a, it's a fairly obvious one, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, well, well, well. Ah, look, yeah, we get into it. We'll, we'll go on. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it before we get into the matches and, and all that stuff. Then we're 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 going to just quickly sort of touch on a, a topic that's kind of been requested from us uh, from from our dear listeners, um, and that's uh, around the situation surrounding uh, Junior. Mm. Um, obviously left the club. Um just before the season started, it looked as for all intents and purposes that he was sort of ready to start the season with us. There was no real rumblings of anything. Next thing we know, he's told he, you know, doesn't have a work permit anymore. Can't, can't sort of work in Ireland. Fleetwood took him on, sent him out on loan to the national league, the fifth tier of, of the, of the English pyramid to, to Altrigham. Um, but left then after not making any appearance, just a, a few weeks sort of afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of sort of you know a lot of sort of rumblings, especially at the start of the season that we've had that we're we're missing him, and you know would he come back? Would we take him back? Would he want to come back? All 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 those kind of all those kind of things. I just want to sort of get your gauge on this, lads. We won't dwell too long on it because at the end of the day, he doesn't play for us. We're here to talk about the lads who do, but uh, I just want to just want to see what what you guys think about that. Yeah. Um... I suppose, look, it's an interesting kind of situation, isn't it, really? Because it kind of was sprung on, like you said, out of nowhere. And I suppose the only kind of maybe precursor to the whole thing was the fact that was it the week that the lads were meant to travel to Dubai and Danny announced the squad that was going to Dubai, he wasn't able to travel because he didn't have a passport. Or or, or was either that or his his country that he's from is just on a no-fly zone or a restricted area into Dubai. So there was something there as well. And look, it could be entirely unrelated. We obviously don't know the ins and outs of it. But there was kind of something there and that, right, well, he's not getting brought to Dubai for this kind of obscure reason. And there was, I can't remember the exact reason it was. And then, was it a week or two weeks later, he's all of a sudden going back to Fleetwood and getting loaned out again and he's not into a water. So it was kind of an interesting one that was really sprung on us. And I think left us on a bit of a back foot. Um. I suppose I imagine it would have left Danny on a bit of a back foot in terms of his plans for the squad as well if it was only sprung on him the same time while the fans found out, you know, or just before the fans found out. But um, I don't know, like it's, it is, it's it's a weird one in that, you know, he was said that, uh, you know, if we're going to bring him back over to Fleetwood, sort out his, um, you know, his permit or whatever it was. And then, you know, he's going to come back to Waterford for the second half of the season. Um, now look, from, what we've seen and speaking to a couple of sources, it appears that that might still be the case. Again, it's fairly vague kind of on how it might happen um, or if it'll happen, I should say, but it's, it's kind of an interesting one to keep an eye on, but at the same time, like you said, Adam, 
it's not one that I personally dwell on too much because at the same time, if you're if you're depending on Junior to come back halfway through the season and you're kind of thinking about it and dwelling on it, it almost kind of puts you on the back foot for the first half of the season in terms of picking up and putting a team together and actually going out and doing the job that the lads have to do. So it's an interesting situation, definitely, but um, it's it's not one I've given kind of a massive amount of thought, to be honest, apart from the kind of couple of mentions of it in the last little while that kind of things have popped up again. But I, I, I'm not too sure on it. Evan, what do you think? I um I I think they've definitely sprung by surprise considering he was like he was modeling the new kit that they came out. So that was I don't think the club even knew about it. Otherwise they definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't have had him doing that. Um, yeah. I think it was within the week then he was gone. Um yeah. over to Fleetwood, went to Altrincham. Um I think he made a cup appearance the last ten minutes he scored. Uh, Banger didn't really rate him. I don't. I think I don't think many people saw this. I, I the lads definitely didn't see it anyway. He did an interview, yeah. which altering on their YouTube page. I think it's on their Instagram or whatever as well. Um, <clears throat> he was there. He was just kind of quizzing him about Waterford and um his goals or whatever with Altrincham and uh he he definitely seemed keen on coming back. He was he was posed the question of um. Your loan here is till the end of the season. Well, what are the kind of plans after that, really? And then he kind of went along the lines like he kind of he wants to go back. He did he, he did say he would like to come back in the summer. I don't think many mm. people saw that, so that's another thing to. Yeah, he definitely said that in the interview that you know if the work permit could get sorted out, he could see himself you know finishing out the season with Alfredham, which we obviously know hasn't happened because he's back at Fleetwood now, and then yeah. joining back up at Waterford in the summer when the when the English season ends. Um. So you know, none of us are experts on work permits or anything no. like that. So no. uh, unfortunately, um, so we can't really speak as to what kind of a process that would even involve. So, yeah, um, I say there's no doubt, you know, from junior side that he'd come back. Obviously, the fans love him. Uh, it was a massive part of the squad. You know, I, I think I, he said obviously a word from his own mouth. You know, in the interview that Evan mentioned. That he would come back, so I don't think there's any doubt from his end that if you know the stars aligned, he got his work permit. Fleetwood mm. were happy with it, which I don't see why they wouldn't be. Uh, you know that he would come back, but yeah, I think it's just one of those. Look, we'll wait and see. In the meantime, let's just back the lads we have and 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 go from yeah. from there. I think that's the best yeah. way we can really go about it. Like I suppose, kind of from his point of view, it, it wouldn't be the worst move really because. Obviously, he was an integral part of the, of the team, you know, two seasons ago. And then he kind of got the extended deal. He was still even last season. Obviously, he had a little bit of a, you know, the injury that he would have been out for a while. But he was still fairly important to the team, obviously. And that was even having a player like Phoenix, which I suppose you could argue kind of maybe outshadowed him a little bit just because of his fantastic performance last season. So I think that might kind of attract him even back, you know, to coming back here is that you know, he could easily come back and be the, I suppose, quote-unquote, star player of the team if he comes back, you know, because he's the one that's kind of went away, he's back, all the fans want him back. We know what he's capable of doing if he performs well. So, you know, he could easily come back and maybe pick up the team. But like I was saying earlier, you don't want to be kind of maybe dwelling on him and focusing on him and depending on him to come back and pick up a team halfway through a season. So I suppose it's, it's definitely an interesting situation anyway. Yeah, but like we're saying, it's... Not really wanted to win on too much until I suppose something more concrete comes of it. Right. So on to the, the matters at hand then, lads. So uh we took on at alone away from home up in the Midlands. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a fairly changed squad, not not wholesale changes, but definitely a, a new look attack. Um, when when the squad was named, I I don't know if, if you were the same, but I was kind of trying to figure out where everybody was. Uh, it's funny that it's funny that <laughs> last episode you had mentioned that you know Ronan and Thomas could play out on the wings, and uh, this week it looks like Ronan and, Th- and and Thomas are playing out on the wings. So maybe maybe Danny's listening. If you're listening, Danny, well, how are you going, bye? <laughs> um, we will we will we'll take credit for that. Uh, considering that that seemed like it was our idea, but um, uh, I thought it was a bit of an interesting um, I thought it was an interesting lineup. It seemed as though the way you know Thomas Ronan and and Wasim or Washim, if as the Athlone commentator kept calling them, just gonna say, yeah. uh, wrecked my head. Uh, it seemed like they were almost like a fluid front three. It was really, it was, it was interesting. They were kind of taking turns going up the middle, and I'm not comparing them to Liverpool or anything, but it just reminds me how Liverpool have been playing recently with with Gakpo and Nunes, uh, kind of swapping around a bit, and it, it just reminded me a little bit of that. Um, obviously, look, we got the win, lads, one nil. Um. It was, it was, it was a real for me. It was it's a real Jekyll and Hyde performance. We there was moments where we were playing like prime Barcelona. It was incredible football in and around the box we were playing, and then other moments where it looked like we we've never played soccer before in our lives, especially around the back. Couldn't clear a ball to save our lives. We were relying on Paul a good few times mm-hmm. uh, to to do a save or, or come out and get the ball. You know when our defenders didn't really seem to know what to do with it. But at the end of the day, we got the win, and it's it, it was a much needed win to kind of try and get the season back on track after the last two results being being fairly disappointing. Already, you know, there's already a five point gap, uh, you know, with Galway oh, up top. These are the these are the kind of games you need to you need to win. And uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is before we talk about you know the match in itself, and then I sort of get your your opinions on on how we played. Um, I thought it was interesting the sort of fan reaction to the result. Um, obviously, we're all kind of active in the in the in the Waterford Facebook group. I'm sure a lot of the listeners mm-hmm. that we have are are active in that group as well. And sort of first heard the podcast uh, through the group. Well, a lot of the reaction I saw was very very negative. You know, people saying that like we we shouldn't have had to have won ugly, and you know we should have put three or four up against them, and all this stuff, but. These are some of the same fellas who were given out two weeks ago against Longford that we couldn't win ugly and that we couldn't see out the result. And now we do it and they're not happy. It just, yeah. it was, I, I thought it was very funny. Like I was just buzzing with three points, to be honest with you. And the fact that we, we played some really nice football and on a different night, we, we would have put three or four past them. Uh, you know, there was a, a lot of nice chances where, you know, their keeper came out and made himself big or, you know, it was just a half second away from, from getting to the ball. Uh, before the strikers did, there was a lot of a lot of good moments of play created. Obviously, look, it's you know a lot of the defensive play wasn't ideal. They maybe had a, a bit a few more chances than we would have liked. We kind of gifted them a few chances by not being able to clear our lines. But um, yeah, I, I thought I thought the overly negative, you know, uh, overly negative um, opinion of, of the result was 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 quite funny. And I don't know if you guys had sort of seen the same um, when you were looking through. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll go ahead. Go but, um, I thought, um, yeah, first half I thought was very good. I can understand maybe the criticisms of the second half, but I think we just kind of settled for it and we said, here, we're going to play scrappy and we're going to hold on to this. Which, in fairness, we did. I think a lot of the people in the group, I don't know how clued up they are, maybe 
at loans, more like recent results or players are after getting in, but they're a lot better than they were last year. Uh, let's just say that. Like we, we put five past them, I think twice last year. Yeah, both away games in that loan. Both I, think away both, games. I think they are both five two results. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think it's a, a better side than last year. So I wasn't I wasn't necessarily expecting, you know, I don't do the predictions anymore, but I wasn't predicting four or five this time. I I was I, I predicted two in my own head. Not telling it to anyone because you know <laughs> what, what happened last time we did that. But um yeah, that's what that's what I think. I think people just thought that loan just uh, were something similar to what they were last year. Which I thought I don't think so. Like they, they caused havoc at stage. Yeah. And whenever that Piro had gotten the ball, I was shitting myself to be honest with you. He was dangerous. <laughs> he, him, he, him, he was and, him and a fella that I've I've caught the at loan Roland. Um that man, man Campy and Hines, Jamar Campy and Hines, an American fella. He was dangerous up the wing. He was very fast. Um, I don't know. It was an interesting. It was an interesting match. I can see where people are coming from, um, being critical of it. They, they they performed well at times. I don't like. I don't want to be sitting here four weeks in now and still slating the back off all that had because I'm not. I'm happy with three points, obviously, but it was scrappy. Like it, it was, we were on the rope. We were lucky that Paul had a very good game because the defending was. It left a little bit to be desired. Like, um, he managed very, very well. He was very well. Uh, Paul played very, very well, to be fair to him. Um, the defending left a lot to be desired, I think. Um, it was scrappy. And we got lucky that Atlone couldn't finish the chances that they were given. And when they tried to finish them, Paul was out there to stop him. Um, but like you were saying, Adam, they did play like a prime Barcelona at times, moving up the pitch, especially in the first half, were fantastic. Um, one thing I do want to highlight as well is we got a free kick on the right hand side of the box in the thirty fourth minute. I know and exactly what we're going to talk about. Dara <laughs> Power was out on the on the I suppose the keeper's left of the wall, unmarked, and they played a lovely little routine. And it's a shame it didn't it didn't you know uh, result in a goal, but it was a lovely little routine. It was a nice. It was not my half and seen from Waterford, obviously this season anyway, but even last season. It's something I didn't see a lot of, but it was just, it was clinical. And it's just a shame they couldn't get the actual end product of it. But it was lovely to kind of just see Beautiful play. Yeah, beautiful piece of play. It's just a pity that there was three lads around and nobody could put it into the back of the net when it once the ball did sort of come across. It went past two. I don't know who it landed with at the the end. I think it was Thomas. It sort of fell to... Thomas and Giles, I think. Uh, oh, actually, you're right. I think it, it was, was Giles. Giles. It was Giles. Giles. Got a foot on it. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And it went into the side net, and he probably wasn't expecting it to even make it that far. He, he might not have been expecting it to even go to, uh, you know, to go out to Darren in the first place. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a very lovely, it was, lovely, it was lovely, lovely routine. Yeah, and we played so lovely. much nice. There was so much nice little bits of football. There yeah. was a in the first half. There was a lovely sort of pass and move on on the edge of the box that sent uh, Ronan through, and he was. He got he got to it, but the angle was a bit too tight, and the keeper came out and stopped it with his legs and put it out for a corner. It was another mm. just lovely bit of football. You know, on another day he gets a bit luckier and the ball goes through the keeper's legs, because um, you know it wasn't he got, he got a bit of power behind it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of it was. I'll tell you the, the the quality of football that we saw at the heights of this game was better than anything we've seen you know since the Wexford game. Yeah. Um, the the lows were a bit low, but I think I think we're starting to see a team that's starting to gel a little bit. Yeah. And 
we can start to see now the players that are that are starting to gel. You know, we're, we're seeing, you know, obviously Noel had, I think, had a, had a decent game. Barry had a decent yeah. game. Obviously, Griffin scored a fucking yeah. worldy. Unbelievable. Probably, like, probably the best free kick I've seen this uh, season in any league. Like, tippy tappy free kicks. <laughs> he just said, I'm going to smash this one, lads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was an incredible goal. You know, it's you already... The place, the better, yeah. Ah, ridiculous. No, uh, even the Athlone commentators were like... Nobody, no keeper in the world is saving it. And I don't think they're wrong. It's just, it was no, perfect yeah. placement. They had an Absolutely. angle. And fair, actually, I want to give a shout out. The Athlone commentators now have been a, a couple of melts. Oh. But geez, <laughs> they, they, have some, they have some setup up in Athlone for their camera. I, I, could only, I could only hope that the RSC can get something, half of what they have. You know, yeah. an actual fella controlling the camera, instant replays, multiple angles, some setup up there. It's a fair play to Athlone for the setup they have. There's a they could they could do with your commentators though. To be fair, they could do with your commentators, especially yeah, in the second half. I know you had the commentators mute in the second half, Adam. Oh, me, and Ev, <laughs> me and Evan were listening to him, and there was a couple of soft yellows, like soft yellows. They shouldn't have been yellow cards, and at most, if they were going to be a card, I'd be at most the yellow, and they were calling for their heads. Like there was one of them, he was not resting until Ronan Coughlin was sent off or something. That should man wanted to see Ronan Coughlin brought out the back and. Kind of end, I'd say. Oh, it was ridiculous, <laughs> these comments. And then all you could hear as well, whatever way the mics were set up, was the uh, the supporters just absolutely abusing the ref, all the outlaw supporters. <laughs> Send them fucking off, ref. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't say anything about it because I'd be the exact same and you just can't hear me on the telly. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think I anyone on the ground at Richmond Park last year would, would hear Martin, I'd say. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, at Richmond Park, yeah. That was like, the miss, that was. I think I think we'd be lying to say that like they're the only like you know the, the commentators in League of Ireland they're just they're there just for their team like at the end of the day they're all gonna oh be yeah biased. no they are yeah yeah but, exactly uh, boys. That, I suppose it's the best part it's it's nice when you're winning like when you're yeah. winning up and your team is wasting time with twenty or with fifteen minutes to go and the commentators are just bitching about your team wasting time and you're winning <laughs> up it's the best thing ever and then in fairness to them I can't remember which melt it was that said it. But one of them goes, ah, look, we can't say much about it because if we still way around, we'd be doing the same thing. So it's like, yeah, well, at least you can acknowledge that. And then he yeah. still went on the pitch about us wasting time for 10 minutes. So, look. <laughs> but uh, no, like you're saying, the stream actually was a, it was a brilliant quality because it was a match that I was hoping to get up to and just the way things fell, we didn't manage that. Um, so we will have to get to the next that loan away match. But, yeah, it's a it's it's a bit of an awkward run up to that loan, to be fair. Like, yes, it's, it is, it is, it's, it's one of those, it's one of the one, it's one of the, the journeys that are just a bit just in terms of like the roads that have to take are just a bit awkward like you know you have mm. like there's ones that are handy obviously Wexford is the handiest Bray's not too bad just the main road up to Dublin then around the M50 Bray's, Bray's not lovely, too bad yeah. Limerick's not too bad Cove you know it's not again not the end of the world the, you know straight out to Cork and then down so yeah. there's a few that aren't too bad you know journey wise but Athlone is just a bit of an annoying road really going to it, different yeah. towns and stuff yeah. and you, you know, by the time you've hit a motorway, you're nearly there. Like so, it's yeah, it's it's one of the more annoying places to try and get to. To be fair, we won't we won't even talk about Finn Harps. Uh, oh, look, we'll have to. That's what me and Evan are saying. We're going to at least we're going to every away ground this season. Um, well, I said it to Evan anyway, and he kind of agreed. And whether he actually means that agreement, I don't know. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I think Finn Harps will have to be an overnight kind of one day, to be honest, because it's, what is that, four-hour drive up? I'm, I'm not fancying a four-hour drive up and then a four-hour drive back. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's something we need, I suppose, to, in fairness, we got there a lot of away games last season. Um, 
you know, we've been the most ground so Ash, look, it's, I suppose it's important to try and support the lads away as well. Like Absolutely. I think I thought I saw that the attendance was quite low in general. I think it was about seven hundred and eighty something people. Um, and yeah, anyway, no, it's, actually, it's in a small fairness, ground, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say. Yeah. In in fairness as well, you have to remember. I suppose the weather would have been a big impact though, because there was the whole That's thing of going to get called off. There was a status or, status orange warning for the at loan and, and the area, so. I know the, just looking in the group that the Blue Supporter group buses, they were cancelled at first and then it was, I don't know his name now, but it was he was mentioned in the group. You got a shout out anyway in the group. Fair play to him. But, uh, fair play to him. I don't know who he is, um, but fair play to him because he was actually in fairness to him. He managed to get, I don't know if it was just one bus or he managed to get two buses or whatever it was, but he managed to get something together anyway to replace the bus that were cancelled to at least get some of the fans up to the match. So Very um, short notice as well, in fairness to him. Yeah, literally just a couple of hours before they would have had to leave, I suppose, really. So fair play to him for that. Um, you know, to have an away support up there. And I suppose kind of first as well, whatever I will, you might say it sounds a bit cheesy or corny or whatever, but fair play, I suppose, as well, to the fans. You know what I mean? Far heading up. It's it's a match that I would like to head up to because me and Evan were kind of saying it all week, but we go up, we not, we be whatever. The way things fell, we didn't get it. But, you know, after the performance that we've had in the last two matches, to have an away support like that in in a place that like you said is a little bit of a balls to get to is brilliant um you know so fair play to anyone that did make the trek up on um, especially with the weather you know on a late on a friday night but um it, it's you know it was it was like you said it was a little bit smaller but it is a bit of a smaller ground at the same time right so lads there was a couple of changes to the starting 11 compared to the game against galway what are your thoughts on the on the changes? You know, Alou Alou going out wide with Cochran and just kind of swapping the whole time with the, the front three and Shane Griffin coming back in. Yeah, as as I as I sort of said before, you know, with Thomas and, and Ronan, I think the fact that they and and was seen the fact that the three of them were kind of uh, being sort of a bit expressive, they were they were not sort of staying, they were swapping wings and swapping in and out. I think that did help to cause a bit of chaos with the Athlone defense. They didn't really know who to be picking up and when. Um, the fact that it's essentially three center forwards just kind of swapping around positions. Um, I think it was a it was a positive change. It helped us, you know. I think it helped us sort of create a lot of possession in the attacking third, which is something that we've been asking for the last couple of weeks. We had a lot of possession, just sort of you know between the box and the and the halfway line, because you know, the Athlone lads were having to focus on where the other lads are running. It wasn't just, let's just mark Wasim. We don't need to worry about the rest. They'll come to us. It, it wasn't like that. Like it was the last couple of weeks. So they were having to keep their eye, their eye on the front tree a, a, a bit more than they than the last few teams have had to do that, which allowed our midfielders to be a bit more creative. Um, obviously, we have to say Shane was a great addition to come in because he, he, scored, he scored the winning goal. Uh, and he had a just a fantastic game in general. I think um, probably my man of the match. He was just, just he was part of everything. So creative, creating chances left, right, and center. He was the real focal point in the midfield for me personally. Um, so yeah, I, I I was buzzing with with the changes. I think, I think we were all surprised that there wasn't much of a change in the in in the back line. Um, yeah, but. Other other than that, I was I was very happy. Um, you know, when when we talked last week about 
you know, having Thomas or Ronan out on the wings, I was a bit kind of, I don't know, these are all centre forwards, but the way they played against that loan could be very, very dangerous if they're doing the swapping around on the wings and, you know, causing a bit of havoc for the back four, kind of trying to track them all the time. I think we could see a lot of uh, a lot of joy with that going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look, I, I I said it. Sorry, I mean, I just I said it last week. There, Thomas, he was dangerous out in the wing uh, in me football manager. So, so I'm glad that he didn't make a lawyer out of me <laughs> in, in in this match. That, that's all I wanted to say on that one. And work away. <laughs> Thanks for that, Myron. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, I think just Shane coming into midfield just gives you something different. I think Dean and Barry are, from what I've seen so far, very similar kind of players. Um, I think Shane gives you, you could see what his link up with the with the three. He had a couple one twos at Ron, and with Shane, you, you have a willing runner beyond the striker the whole time. Even even if we had to hit long over the top, Shane was there. He was getting on the end of kind of sets, just in behind the defense, and he was a willing runner the whole time. So I think he probably could have had another goal if he if the luck fell to him on one of them balls eventually. Um I think he I think he kinda of has to play now. Not it's not a knock on either Barry or Dean. But I think you can swap them them two players in and out whenever. I think mm-hmm. they're very, just very similar in how they want to play. And I think that's kind of what stagnated us a small bit the last couple of weeks is that the midfield was just too similar. They all kind of wanted to do the same thing. I think Shane with Shane coming in he can just He's a willing runner. He can he can just seize different things, and he's he's able to get in behind the back lane, and he's a goal scoring threat as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Look, it was he was definitely a welcome introduction, I suppose, into the squad. I'm I'm right in saying that's his first start this season, aren't I? Shane's, yeah. if not even his first appearance this season. Um, he's, he's come on. He's come off. The he bench. Came on, did he? He did. He came off the yeah. bench. Um, it is his first start, and hopefully. It's not his last. I'd like to see him starting against Bray, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, no, it was it was a welcome introduction to something. We were saying about him something had to change. And we were saying coming up to the match against Galway, I'd like to see either Noel or Shane come in. So it was nice to have them both there because I think what it really gave the team was the thing that we've been crying out for in the last couple of matches is that kind of bit of League of Ireland experience. Because like we were saying, and I don't want to be harping on because the poor fellow probably hates me now at this point and I never met him. Con Clark is brilliant with the ball at his feet. He has his fancy whatever, but what he's lacking is that experience and he just wasn't getting stuck in. And we saw, we said the same, I suppose, or I said the same, I won't even say we. I said the same about Barry in the first couple of matches and in fairness, he came out against Galway and he got himself proper stuck in and he did again in this match. Um, so like you were saying, kind of Barry and, and Dean, you can kind of interchange him a bit, absolutely. But um, I think having Shane and Niall on the pitch at the same time starting the match just provided something a little bit different that we didn't have in the last three matches. And I think that's what kind of helped us over the line in getting a win, albeit a bit scrappy, but getting that win. Um, but no, definitely changes that were needed, I think. I, I was happy with them. Um, and then even a couple of substitutions then that were made, like there was you know, they were kind of used well, I think, a little bit better than maybe some previous matches. Um, you know, uh, Coughlin was taken out in the 68 minute and Con Clark was brought in. Again, nothing wrong with that. Um, we were kind of saying as well, I know beforehand, whatever about Coughlin starting the match, I don't know if he was fully fit to play the full 90 minutes. 
No, nah, sure he um, didn't have a preseason. We had said he was coming exactly, in, he was yeah. only going to play an hour or so, which I think he yeah. played about 68 played minutes. 60, uh, 68 he had. So, you know what I mean? I have no half of him coming out and Con Clark coming in. Uh, Alua taken out the 81st minute and Connor Parsons brought in. Again, no problem with that either. Because uh, it still had that kind of attacking threat there. And I like seeing Connor getting a run out as well because he hasn't gotten much of a run out um, you know, in the last couple of games. And then in the 86th, with Seam and Griffin taken out, and, and, and Ondo and Larkin were brought in. Interesting enough, Larkin was brought in as well in in midfield, which wasn't too bad. Um, I think the big one, kind of the big potential change to the lineup that we didn't see was Killian brought on uh, and starting uh, instead of Eddie. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to know what's going on there. I'd really want to know why Killian's not getting a look in. Why and look in fairness, Eddie, he's not playing bad. He's had a couple of chances even at scoring. So like it's not that he's playing bad. Maybe it's just that that Danny's saying, look, well, Eddie hasn't actually given me a reason to take him out yet. He hasn't played bad, so we leave him in. Which fair enough. But yeah. at the same time, I think there's just something about having Killian on the pitch in the back line is just a little bit more threatening, maybe, than Eddie. Because especially even in the second half of that match. You know, when at loan we're going anywhere near our attack or near our goal, uh, attacking wise with the ball, they were going towards Eddie because they have a couple of young, fast players that have would have had no trouble getting around Eddie if he didn't have that little bit of assistance around him. And you know, with Giles or Ryan Burke, so or, or Dara Power in the back with him. The so, commentators were even saying it. Yeah, they you know what I mean. Run at Eddie the whole time. They said yeah. they actually said his, he doesn't have the legs anymore. Is a, yeah. a, a pretty much an exact quote from what they say. Yeah, they said he has the experience; he just doesn't have the legs anymore. And look, it's I suppose it's it's kind of the elephant in the room, really. In that, anyone we come up against is going to know that. You know what I mean? He can only play so many games before he absolutely gets exploited in the, in the back line, um, and somebody does manage to get past him because he is that bit older. You know what I mean? And um, he doesn't have as much pace or as much stamina maybe as the likes of Killian might. So I'd like to know what's going on there as to why Killian's not getting the look in. At the same time, Eddie hasn't really given us a massive reason to take him out. We've been lucky enough that there hasn't been a mistake yet. Um, I don't want to say lucky enough because it makes it sound like we're waiting on him to make a mistake. But, you know, he's yet to make a mistake. I think one is inevitable at some point, especially if he's starting every match and he's playing 90 minutes of every match. He's going to get fatigued at some point, especially now with two matches basically coming up this week. Um with the one against Bray on Saturday and then the uh, Munster Cup match against Cork on Tuesday. Um, but it'll be an interesting one to see when that kind of change will happen and you know what it'll take to make that change happen, I suppose. Yeah, like ultimately, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I suppose it's probably, you know, it yeah. could be the, the stance that, that Annie's taken. As you said, you know, Eddie hasn't given any reason, you know, to be dropped. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's been, he's been overly solid. Um you know, there's not, uh, but obviously, as you said, you know, teams are going to look at him as the weak link in the back and think, you know, if we get one of our player, one of our strikers who's, who's, you know, maybe a bit big and fast, you know, maybe, maybe that can be where we can exploit. So, you yeah. know, it's, it'd be interesting to see, like, obviously, like I said, we have, there, there's the two kind of games coming up in quick succession in, you know, with Bray and then Cork. You know, if Eddie starts against Bray, I can only imagine we'll see Killing get a run out against Cork just to get some some game time into his legs and sort of see from there. You know, maybe he's not maybe he's not match fit. Maybe that's the issue. 
Um, yeah. You know, we could be carrying a knock. We don't really know. We're not privy. So we'll, we would just have to wait and see. Like, if he doesn't play the cup game against Cork, you know. We can only assume it's a knock then at that point. We can only like... assume it's either that or, or there's something under underlying, you know, between him and Danny maybe or something. We don't really know. We don't want to speculate, obviously, about anything really. But um, I think we'll we'll probably have something that will point towards the answers in the next in the next week or so, between yeah. the next league game and the cup game, and then obviously another league game, sure, only a few days later again at the weekend. So there's really three games in the space of seven odd, well, but about seven days, three games basically. If we don't yeah. see him once, we know there's something else going on. Yeah, exactly. Because especially I suppose considering the depth as well of the squad, you know. We have a little bit of depth in attacking where yeah, I suppose if you play kind of the same kind of tactics as would have been played in that match against that loan, obviously your depth kind of lessens a little bit because you're playing three attacking players, very attacking players at the same time. But you still have the likes of Parsons there, the likes of Roland there, whatever it is when you need to bring him in. And we don't have that depth in the back. You know, we really, we have Killian and we have Dean Larkin and, and that's it. Um, in terms of actual depth to play centre-half or whatever it is, so or uh, send that back. So it's, you know, you'd expect, I, I'd even expect both of them to get a look in, even if it is just in, you know, the cup game, um, which is only the Munster Senior Cup. It's, it's I don't want it to sound bad, but it's a glorified pre-season friendly. It's what we were calling the one against Middleton. I know it's Middleton we were playing, but it's not the most serious of competitions. Um, obviously, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's not even always, in the RSC, look, it's in, it's an it's Ozer, like, you, know, you can tell well, the coast's not really taking it. Yeah, but I think, I think that's because those athletics are something on in fairness in the RSC. Um, so maybe that's that to get in priority yeah. over, I'm not too sure. But look, look, it's it's not a massive game, but it's one that you would expect maybe some of the players that haven't gotten a run out of all this season are, are much more to get a run out in. So like you were saying, it'll kind of, we'll, we'll know a lot about the squad by then if certain players aren't getting a run out in that match at least. Um, especially considering the lack of depth in some positions. In fairness, as well, we've only conceded two goals in four games, so that could be another thing. Are we? Isn't we? We have the second best defense, tied second best defense, going off of goals against in the league, just behind Cove, who conceded who only conceded one. Yeah. So that could be another thing to look at. You probably just like, I, I think you actually, saying, like it's not if it's not yeah. broken, don't fix it really. You know, that's yeah. that's a, that's the thing. That's the thing. I suppose though, the only thing about it though is the whole thing if it's not broken, don't fix it. I know we have on paper we have a good defense, but if you look at the way they played that second half, especially on, on Friday evening, it was scrappy. And like I said, Paul saved us a lot. Literally, I suppose, saved us a lot. Um so it's an interesting one to see because I think Kind of like what you are saying as well there, Evan. At load, we're a lot better than we expected them to be, I think. They were definitely better than they were last season. So, again, maybe it was a mentality thing that they went out and they thought they might have an easier game, kind of similar to what happened with Longford. They were a little bit scrappy. So, I don't know, will that kind of cause that a couple of changes in the, in the back? It'll be an interesting one to see going forward. But um, I suppose they didn't concede, uh, you know, which is lucky enough. Right, lad. So that was that was the loan game, anyway. Like like we said, bit of a bit of a mixed reaction, but I think we can all be happy with three points at the end of the day. Three points are three points, no matter how you get them. Uh, we'll 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 certainly take them. Um, looking ahead, just before we actually look ahead, the Bray, just to give a roundup of the rest of the fixtures that happened in match day four. 
Um, Cove Ramblers got a pretty pretty decent win away at Treaty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a very good result for them. They're looking they're looking fairly decent at the start. Looking very good. Looking very decent. Bit of a I don't yeah. think any of us kind of expected them to be kind of like Athlone a bit. I suppose didn't really expect them to have the start they're having. So. Um, but do you know what it is though? Is we went down to the preseason friendly against Cove, and even in preseason, Evan, they looked very different to the Cove that was that we saw last season. And I think a lot of it, and I was only saying to you earlier, a lot of it is our manager. You know, Shane Keegan, he knows the league inside out. Brilliant. The, you know, the knowledge that that man has in the league is fantastic. So it's not that I'd expect that unless it Cove, because obviously it's a surprise to see him second, you know, with 10 from a possible 12. But, you know, I think they can attribute a lot of it to the knowledge of that man. You know, brilliant, brilliant manager. Um, and Evan said it earlier, if he can get Wexford Jutes promoted, he can do anything with anyone. Um, so I think a lot of it can be attributed to him. They're, they're playing brilliantly. So I actually do, you know, whatever, about, I, would, I want us to be winning it or whatever. I, I actually can't begrudge Cove being second. You know what I mean? They're brilliant in fairness this season. So it's, it's nice to kind of see like a little bit of an underdog story. You know, yeah. I, th- I think um, he came in halfway through about three quarters yeah, did, through yeah. last year. And, yeah. you know, they were, they were near the bottom. They were, I think they might have been bottom. And um, They were, yeah. I think just, like, the, even the signs, like, they got Jack Doherty in, who I would have would have taken a Waterford to start and play for us, like, and he scored two against three in four minutes. Like, he's a serious player. So I think that's another thing. The signings he made have been very shrewd, very smart signings as well. Yeah, like a bit of a surprise, surprise package for the league so far. You never know what could happen. Um, mm-hmm. Elsewhere, Brain Longford saw out a, what seems like a dull nil Uh yeah. Same with Finn Harps and Wexford. Wexford might have been hoping to sort of continue after they sort of comprehensively bet at Lone Tree nil the previous week. Maybe mm-hmm. a bit of a disappointing result for them away to Finn Harps. Obviously, it's a bit of a tough journey to make on a Friday evening. Um, yeah. But... You know, it is it is what it is for them. They'd probably be a bit disappointed with how their season started, considering their their kind of buzz beforehand. Um, but look, obviously the the, the result of the week, uh, maybe the result of the season. Uh, Galway absolutely demolished poor Kerry. I I, I feel I feel so bad for them. Nine one. That's, right. that's like that's not a beating. That's not a hiding. That is a pure and utter humiliation. Um, yeah, that's... I feel you'd feel bad for their players. Like you just hope they they kind of pick their heads up. Like we knew, you know, and I'm sure Kerry themselves knew they were they were going to be on the the receiving end of a few hidings this year with them being new in the league. It's a brand new yeah. squad. They didn't have a preseason. You know, these first four games have basically been their preseason. They're getting up to scratch for each other. I don't know if any of them were expecting to be you know put by behind by you know nine goals to one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I feel a bit bad for them, but hopefully they get their heads up because that's a that's a mental result, and it's also it's also a very important result in the in in the title because yeah. geez, eight goals added to your goal difference, you're not going to pick that up over. You'd be lucky to get to 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 claw that back over, you know, four game weeks, you know, and yeah. they're, they're they're getting they're getting it in one, so. You know that's a that's that's massive, massive for them. I know we're only coming into game week five. It's still very, very early days, but um, that's the kind of result you look back on if things are tight at the top of the table. You know, towards the end of the season, you think, "Geez, that nine-one really gave him a nice cushion." 
Absolutely. I suppose kind of the same way that we would have looked back on the draw with Longford, you know, if things don't go the way we want them to at the end of the season, you know, coming up to the end of the season, the same way we would look back on that draw with Longford and say, you know, that's definitely a match that we should have been winning and we wouldn't have to worry about things being that tight. I suppose that's kind of a match that Galway can look back on and say, you know, if things are going well for us and we are ahead of Galway, well, look, we only need maybe a couple of draws and we're level with them and we're miles ahead on goal difference. So, I think it gives them a little bit, even if the points get close at the end of the season, it gives them, like you said, that little bit of a cushion. It's nice for them. Um, you know, I'm just kind of hoping that we can do something similar when we come up against Kerry. But I suppose that would have been a, a you know, an, an ugly drive back to Kerry for him uh, Friday night for the lads. Um, you know, hopefully it's one that, I don't want to say expected, but like you were saying, they must have seen something like that coming. Um, you know, especially against Galway, who have been fairly good this season, to be fair, you know, 12 from 12. So it's, I suppose, it's an unfortunate one for the lads. But, um, yeah, it was, it, I don't think I expected it to be that high. You know, I was, I was there watching the match with Seth. I was just constantly getting goal notifications from Kerry or from uh, Galway. I was like, what the hell? It was the here? same. Like, nearly every time I checked, I checked live score every five minutes. Every time I checked, it was another goal. I was like, Jesus, another yeah. one, another one. Will they leave him alone? Like, I got, I got some, but I thought, see, what I thought was, I have football, right? And I thought, oh, there must have been a glitch or something. Because there's a fella playing for Galway called Keita. And I was like, it's Ibrahim Keita. And I thought it was Natty. And I was like, what's going on here? Keita, that's going for Galway. I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized, hang on, it's Ibrahim. I was like, I thought there was glitching or something. It's like, oh, Liverpool scoring goal or something in some match and fucking, they weren't even playing. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> but um, yeah, nah, look, it was it was a mad one in fairness. And like I said, you just kind of hope that's something that we can do against them. You know, even obviously if it's not 9-1, you'd hope you're getting a little, maybe a, you know, 4 or 5 nil against them or even 4 or 5 one against them when, I, when it comes our time. But yeah, no mental result to be fair. Thanks for jinxing us there now, Martin. Carry ah, look. Or SC in a few weeks and, 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 and the beat, get a scrappy one nil. Get a scrappy one nil now. It in April when it comes to the RSC. Kerry's got a bathroom in the RSC. <laughs> Out for redemption. Um, well, look, we'll we'll move on to Bray anyway. Uh, obviously on Saturday, Paddy's Day, and this Friday, so naturally all the games moved. Uh, I think I don't know if all the games have moved actually, lads. I think no, there's there's three on on Friday. They got moved Hello, earlier though. They're on a there's one of them on. I think one of them's at five o'clock. Another one's at I think half six or something. They got they're not all on late to be fair. Right. Um, okay. Very good. Very good. They are a, there are three on on Friday evening. Yeah. Very good. Well, this is a nice Saturday afternoon kickoff. Three three p.m. I believe if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there myself, thankfully. Um, so I'm looking forward to be back uh, in the gates to watch the lads. Um, Bray's season's a little bit funny. Um, they're yeah. they're they're, un, they're unbeaten, but I don't think we can call any of their results comprehensive. You know, they got a one nil win first game of the season away at Treaty, but it looks like Treaty are going to be along with you know they're going to be just as big a whipping boys as Kerry are going to be this mm-hmm. season from what the results are showing so far. They bet Kerry at home, which again a game they'd expect to win, and then yeah. obviously two draws last two weeks away at Finn Harps and then at home to Longford. Obviously, you know, we can't say much about drawing at home to Longford. Um, you know, they're... Yeah, it's a weird one with Bray, I think. It's just, let, let's be real, they, they've had the easiest start I think you could, probably could ask for. Um, like, Terry, you'd expect them to get results, as Adam said. Longford, if he won, maybe. Uh, Treaty, you kind of expected them going off of what they've been like so far. And Finn Harbs have been kind of underwhelming so far as well. 
So I think they're kind of an unknown. I just think they they haven't really been tested yet. They haven't really played a, a team that's been looking promising so far. They are unbeaten, but albeit rather unconvincingly unbeaten, I'd say, which I don't think anyone's ever said before, ever. Um, no, but I get exactly where you're coming from. Like, like as you said, like we look at the results, two draws, a, a win, and then two wins that they would expect to be winning. Like they haven't played Galway. They haven't played Cove. They haven't played ourselves. Um, you know, Wexford, they've obviously been a bit weird. They haven't played Athlone either, have had obviously a decent start as well. So I think I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. They've sort of been working their way up the table almost for the you know, in the order of like the way the teams, you know, will probably end up the season, maybe Treaty and Bray will swap places, but um literally the the four teams they played are the teams that are, are all at the bottom four, nearly in order, apart from Kerry and Treaty swapping around all the rest of them are all in the bottom four. So they haven't played anyone sort of above them in, you know, in, in the table. Well, sorry, I say above them, they're, they're third, but they haven't played anyone really around them in the table, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, look, it'll be an interesting one, I suppose. Like I was saying, kind of to see how they deal with a team that maybe is going to challenge them that little bit. Um, even just, I suppose, looking... Obviously, you can't go off much with preseason, but they had two preseason matches: one against Cove and one against Cork. And they lost two 0 against Cork. And interesting enough, I don't know what the squads were like now, but they lost five one against Cove. Um, and Bray was a team that we were looking at in the preseason in terms of their signings that were making a lot of signings, and you know they were whatever it made a lot of sense. They brought in a new manager as well. You know what I mean? And it's it's a team that you are looking at thinking these lads might be dangerous. And I suppose, like Evan just said, they are, and it's a kind of a weird thing to say, they have an oxymoron. It's, they didn't have a convincing unbeaten run. You know what I mean? It is it is a little bit kind of wishy-washy in terms of the way things will go. So it's a hard one to call because I suppose we've been so up and down this season as well um, in terms of how things are actually going for ourselves. And obviously we're going off the back of a win, a little bit scrappy. Then off, you know, a loss before that, the dodgy draw. And then a fairly strong win against Wexford that seems like it's months ago now. So it'll be an interesting one, I suppose, to kind of see what way it goes. Um, you know, with the kickoff as well, Saturday, I believe it's meant to rain. Don't know if I get if I'm looking for just getting the excuses in already now, saying, Oh, the wet pitch would be played terrible or whatever. But it, I don't know, it's 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 a hard one to call, you know, whereas the other matches this season I could have, you know be wrong even but I would have had you know I would have been kind of saying oh well I expect a hard one against Galway I expected maybe an easy match against Longford obviously it didn't happen with Longford but this one I don't even know what to be kind of calling with it beforehand it's just a very strange match coming up Yeah there's a bit of an unknown commodity and then like you said the weather could play a part it's it's going to be it's going to be one of those games where I suppose all we can do is just show up um show up put on a performance and and just just work socks off because we don't really know like again none of us have sat down and actually watched a full brain match this year so you know we mm. can't really analyze what their weaknesses are what their strengths are etc and um, they're a bit of a, a bit of an unknown commodity but at the end of the day all all we can do is hope the lads just come out and, and work hard you know, play some football if they can, like they did against that loan, but then cut out all the, the nitty gritty stuff they did in the second half that wasn't so that wasn't so nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose it really kind of depends on what they make of that last performance. 
Um, now, look, it might be helpful as well, I suppose. I'm getting an extra day of rest, um, you know, or training, whatever it might be, obviously, between the matches, with this being a Saturday kickoff. Um, you know, I don't know if any of them have a few drinks now the night before with Paddy's there, whatever it is. You'd imagine uh, not, hopefully not, but um, it is, it's it's a hard one to call. It really is, and it's it's one I'm, I'm actually looking forward to watching, probably, the games that we've had so far this season, this is probably the one I'm most looking forward to, just because I think it will be quite close. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the lads actually come off the back of that last performance and what they make of it and how they kind of build on it. But um, it's 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 definitely one that I'm, I'm you know I can't actually predict in any sort of way. I think the 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 one player that stands out for Brave would be Luka Lovic. Um. I did see that a couple of lads in the group were kind of hoping that we'd sign him from Wexford. He did follow Ian Ryan from Wexford to Brave, which seemingly half of Wexford did at this stage. Um, he'd be a player to look out for in the midfield. He's a very tidy player, and he's probably a, would be the heartbeat of that Brave side. Well, well he should be anyway. And I suppose just right. kind of talk about lineups there as well. Is there any... Uh... Changes you want to see, I suppose, kind of in the lineup that we had against that loan. Uh, no, I'm happy to be honest with you. Um, like I said, I, I liked how our front line played. It was uh unconventional, but it worked. At least it seemed as though it worked. Um, again, like we discussed earlier with the back line situation, it's not broken. Don't fix it. I thought the midfield had a good balance. Um. You know, with with Barry Noel and and Shane, they're all they're all different. They all kind of play different ways. So it's it's nice to have that kind of balance in midfield. So no, I, I'm I'm I'd be happy to see the same eleven go out again now on Saturday. Just the one um, thing I, I I would like to see the same eleven. I think, but just the only thing I want to see is if we get an early goal, I just don't want us to sit back on it and invite pressure. That's just one thing I'd be afraid of with the with this brave side. Yeah, I think that's kind of something that the lads have been maybe a little bit guilty of, especially with the, uh, you know, you, we saw it against Longford and that ended up being a draw uh, and it wasn't even a goal that we scored. It was the own goal. And, you know, we saw it kind of again in the second half against that loan is the lads just kind of seem to get comfortable with a, with a one-goal lead and they don't really bother kind of, you know, making sure the match is finished. They just kind of try and see it out. And it went to plan at loan. It didn't go to plan the RSC against Longford. So it'd be interesting to see kind of what to do if it does happen. Yeah, it need to be um, ruthless. Like we obviously created a lot of chances in the first half against that loan. We didn't put them away, but we shouldn't have been we shouldn't have been happy just to say, okay, look, we didn't get our luck in the first half. We should have been two or three. Let's just try and hang on to the one. That'll be grand. Need to be need to be ruthless. Can't just sort of like you said, sit back, soak up the pressure, and just wait for ninety to be over. If we go one up, got hopefully if we go one up, you know we 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 try for the the second or the third just to try and consolidate that win a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I suppose as well then I suppose kind of looking maybe a little bit further forward. Obviously, not too much on it because like we were saying, it's not much of a match, but that a. Uh, Cork match in Oja, um, I believe it is a seven forty five kickoff. Is there anything you want to see in particular for that, or is it really just kind of the lads that haven't got a run out, give them a run out, and kind of almost treat it like a preseason match or just a friendly match to kind of get the lads up to speed that anyone maybe not isn't fit? Yeah, just get some get get some uh, game minutes into legs. Exactly. That's that's the most important thing. Sure, um, 
yeah, just exactly. Like the end of the day, the league is the priority. You know, the Munster Senior Cup is is not a priority. You know, mm-hmm. get get the lads who aren't fully match fit, get some minutes into their legs. You know, give the lads who've been coming off the bench recently as well. You know, maybe give them a good chunk of the second half, the likes of. You know, Ronan, who's played, you know, 60 odd minutes last week, you know, hopefully play another 60 odd this Saturday. And then, you know, people who've only been coming off the bench recently, like um, Ando, even like Connor Parsons, give them a good run out as well. Like, I'd expect someone like Ando to start really um, to, to sort of get him a bit of game time. So that's it, Jet. Just r- rotate, get minutes into the legs of lads who haven't played a lot of minutes so far and go again full strength the, at the weekend. I think um, Con Clark should definitely start against Cork. I think, yeah, and if he does well, maybe yeah. against a lesser Cork side, maybe you know confidence. Confidence is everything. I think, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, look, we'll wrap it up there, lads. Obviously, we're not doing predictions because that was a disaster the first week, so we're never doing predictions <laughs> ever, uh, ever again. So, uh, I'll wrap it up there. Uh, I'll see you on Saturday down the. Oh yeah, just go on. We go, go on, Adam. I uh, just want to say well done to the academy lads, Jason and Romeo, who helped the under 17s Irish team qualify for the Euros. So just well done yeah. to them, lads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fair, fair play, fair play, lads. Hopefully you keep it up, and we'll see you in the first team. Uh, in a, in a few years, you never well, know. We saw we saw a little bit of Romeo in the first team. I think didn't we? Or was he was he just on the bench? Um, in the preseason, in fairness to him. Yeah. Uh, so you know. The, the, and I suppose that's kind of one thing we're lucky enough with Waterford is the academy and the progression through the academy is fantastic. And I think kind of the, maybe the star by that that we've seen in recent times is Shane Griffin. You know, fed his work his way up the whole way through the academy. And, and uh, you know, it was mentioned in the group as well. He scored an absolute wonder goal on Friday evening. And, you know, I'm taking some people by surprise. Like, oh, look what he's after doing. But I suppose when you kind of look back at it, he's been doing that his whole way up through the academy as well. So, um, like I said, the academy, it's brilliant progression. You know, we're after producing some brilliant talent out of it. So, like I was saying, that I've been fair play to the lads, and, and hopefully we, it is something that we do see them kind of break into the team, or even just that they have great careers out of it. Then you know, for themselves, even if it's not with Waterford going forward. Absolutely right, lads. We'll wrap up. I'll see you all on Saturday down the RSC up the Blues. I'm all up the Blues. Thanks, Adam. See you, lads.